code of ethics. So, what do you think? And the doors you open together. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. And welcome back. Thank you. Did you have a nice time? I did. You guys act like I'm dead every time I'm gone. <laughs> it was great. Glad to, uh, glad to be back. I just uh, got used to the time change, so I'm struggling today. Yeah, so it's like 6 in the morning for you? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Did you bring me anything? No, they didn't have anything you would like. <laughs> they didn't have anything you would like. But I did bring some pictures. Oh, nice. I I've been anxious to hear about your trip. Yeah, I know you called me a few times, but you know I don't like answering when I'm on vacation. There's <laughs> Ella and I, and that was 18 at uh, Torrey Pines. Do you Torrey remember Pines. the South Course there, where Tiger won the major there? Yeah. So we were lucky enough to to be there. And then there's that's Ella and I. We got to play Torrey Pines. Just like on TV. Just like on the television set. <laughs> yeah, that's La Jolla in the background. That's like the tee box on I think 15 of the North, and uh, very special, lucky. Very fun, I, and I played good too. Is it a member only? No, it's a it's a muni. Oh. Yeah, but uh, the deal is is you live there, you get to play for like twenty or forty bucks. If you don't, uh, it's, you have to jump through all these hoops to get on the course. But you get on, it's fine. It's 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 awesome. Did you have to play with strangers? Strangers, yeah, uh -huh. I did. I played with <laughs> Phil and Kevin from Laguna, uh -huh. and uh, Phil, nice guy, uh, salt of the earth. Looked like he probably moved out to Laguna, and, and then they raised this rich little brat kid that played with us. Um, he wasn't very good. And then uh, uh, older guy Rich, who um, lives in San Diego, and he's from New York originally, nice. and he plays all the time. Yeah, then we went to Disneyland on Sunday because I'm an idiot. Looks like you were maybe having to get <clears throat> out of bed early that day for that. It does? Why? Yeah. Well, you're squinting. Oh, the sun was in the my sun. eyes. Yeah. And there's, uh, yeah, Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, what's so his name? Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. So, yeah, Disneyland with masks on and no magic bands and all that. That was crazy. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, you can, you do it. And you just, everyone wears, everyone wears masks on, uh, on the rides and when you're waiting in line and when you're inside and then, you know, half of the people outside. It was like 95 degrees too on Sunday <laughs> there, so it was crazy. No screaming on the rides at Disneyland. There is not a lot of screaming on the rides, no, no and uh, not a lot of, uh, not a ton of little, little kids like you normally see. Well, at uh, well, Disney World. Those kids are probably in school. Well, we went on Sunday and there's no oh. school on Sunday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not as many little kids because there's not as many places to go. And But whatever, we had a great time. And I want to tell you that in California, you can wear white after Labor Day. Oh, well, it's summer all year round. That's right. Did yeah. you meet any or see anybody famous? Um, yeah, but not really. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a few people. Uh, Ella and I had dinner at the same restaurant as a few of the Real Housewives of Orange County. Oh. Yeah. Were they there? They were there. Wow. Some of them, yeah. And then um, some people saw actress Daryl Hannah. She was at our resort. Mm -hmm. And someone said they saw Theo Vaughn, but I don't know if that's true or not. Hmm. So... Brushes. Everyone looks like a celebrity there. <laughs> yeah. That's part of the problem. Everyone except me. So, um, COVID travel. Easy. Nothing to it. Just mm -hmm. wear your mask and move. Mm -hmm. No yeah. incidents on the plane? None. None. I was worried about Well, you. one, lady what? got a middle seat and, off, on, uh, and then offered. She was last on the plane. She got a middle seat um, that she paid for and then offered $200 for anyone to switch with her on an aisle seat. And hmm. some lady took her up on it and forked over the cash. Really? Yeah, right there. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, if the flight attendants walk away, you can do it. Uh, uh, we were worried about you because of the giant oil spill. Oh my gosh. Did you see it at all? Mm -hmm. Did it uh, impact your vacation? Mm -mm. It didn't impact it, but I, I did. I think I saw it from the air. We flew out of Santa Ana, which is just, uh, I don't know, north or south of Huntington. Um, so yeah, there's the spill right there. 
wow. you can see it. That's just off the coast of uh, California. Are those whales? Oh, those are whales. Ships. Yeah, I, I wanted to show that picture because we always talk about it. You know, all these ships lined up waiting to get into Newport Beach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there they are. And, um, you know, no signs of, uh, it's, it's staggering to see that in person, like hmm. just, you know, ships out parked waiting to get invited into port to unload goods. And uh, I see no sign of that going, getting any quicker either. Loaded up with all the things you've ordered on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah More it's delays. nuts out there. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, glad to have you back. Mm -hmm. uh, we missed you, your viewers missed you. Oh yeah, it's great. Uh, today, uh, we have President Biden visiting uh, Michigan. He's coming to Howell. What? Yeah, Howell. And he's going to uh, be joined by Governor Whitmer and uh, a union president to promote the president's um, infrastructure plan. And you may wonder why they chose Howell out of all the uh, I do wonder. highly uh, Republican uh, and conservative uh, area, but it's also a swing district and it's the home of Representative Alyssa Slotkin and Representative Slotkin has not indicated she's in favor of the uh, massive spending oh, bill. Wow, so, so they'll have a little face-to-face -face here. Mm, probably. Interesting. He's, I wonder if she'll uh, fold. He's coming to her district so she is now she's she's owing. She, yeah. She'll owe him. Yeah, it's yeah. big time. You gotta, wow, so that's interesting. Howell, every time I think of Howell I think of you remember when they built that brand new high school in the yeah. late 90s, early 2000s, and then didn't have enough people to fill it, so they mothballed it for 20 years? Mm -hmm. That's that's what I always think about when I think of Home Hall. of the Melon Festival. I think they maybe shot a movie there, or if that was a rumor, I'm not sure, that they shot part of an American Pie movie there. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, two movies, Noah says. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I always, always remember Howell for. The uh, pandemic uh, still uh, has us in its throes. Yesterday, the health department released uh, the daily figures, and we had, as of uh, noon yesterday, 143 new cases since Friday, one new death. Uh, we are expecting a report today from Henry Ford uh, on hospitalizations and compliance numbers on the uh, work force vaccination requirement. Bob Riney will be uh, speaking to reporters around noon. And at that time, they'll tell us how many people are hospitalized at Jackson and at the other hospitals. We haven't had a number uh, updated from Henry Ford since September 20th. So at that point, it was 20. We don't know. Yeah, things are kind of quiet. I would even say nationwide, you're just kind of left guessing a lot uh, with a lot of different things as, as more news stories um, plug into the national uh, national news, some of the COVID stuff gets left behind and left a lot of people wondering kind of what's what and where we're at. Well, a lot of it is fatigue, but the fact is Michigan's numbers are now worse than they were last fall. Um, first of all, school outbreaks. There are more than eight times more COVID cases connected with schools this year than last year really? at this time. That's eight times more. Wow. Uh, we've got uh, more Michigan residents hospitalized uh, with COVID up 11% in the last week, uh, 1,800 people in the state hospitalized, and 43 children are hospital really? hospitalized. Uh, deaths, a lagging indicator also has uh, picked up dramatically in the last month. In the last week, 177 people in Michigan died from COVID. Uh, three, four months ago, it was 25 per week. Huh. So the numbers, they're not good. So uh, we have a uh, vaccine mandate in New York City. Guess, guess what? School workers mandate went into effect yesterday. 99% of principals and 96% of teachers uh, had gotten at least one dose. Well, that's good news. It is. Yeah, I think you're seeing, uh, you know, when the man those mandates are coming, you know, it's, it's cutting into the number, I think. Sparrow Hospital over the weekend announced that they are going to have a mandate for uh, vaccinations really? for their employees. Oh, interesting. So they're That's the good. latest. That's good. How are the restaurants? Uh, because ca does California have different uh, restaurant rules? Mm, no. No? No. Mask? I mean, you know, everything's indoor, outdoor. Yeah, they ask you to, you wear masks into the restaurant mm. where here you don't. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of it. I mean, 
where I was, it was, you know, it's busy. There's so many places, though. I mean, it's not. It's like restaurant and, world. Yeah, it's restaurant world. So there are plenty of places to go. There's a lot of outdoor seating. And yeah, no, I didn't really. The only thing that I saw, um, you know, probably like store hours, restaurant hours, you know, your, your normal stores aren't open on Monday and Tuesday. They, instead of opening nine, they open at 11. Mm -hmm. Same thing with uh, restaurants. Same so here. everything, every place was short staffed for sure. Justin Winslow, president of the Michigan Restaurant Lodging Association released uh, results of a survey yesterday showing that uh, nearly half of the uh, Michigan restaurants surveyed said they were less profitable than three months prior while 12% said they were more profitable. 61% said they had lower sales last month uh, versus the previous year. Uh, two thirds oh. sales down. 87% of restaurant owners said they don't have enough staff. 83% said labor costs are higher now than before the pandemic and 90% of restaurants so their food costs are higher now than prior to the pandemic. So a lot For less sure. staff, higher labor costs, higher food costs, fewer customers. It's really, it's for the restaurant industry that are still really struggling. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. And you see a lot of uh, restaurant owners bartending or serving tables. Um, yeah, it, it is nuts. I don't see that changing. It's getting expensive to go out to eat. I mean, in Michigan, we're still, you know, we're okay. It's never been really super expensive to eat out in Michigan, um, in my opinion. Yeah, well, bacon, all-time high. Bacon? Well, just bacon. don't order bacon on your sandwich. Bacon costs through the roof. That's why my club sandwich was so expensive. So. We had a, um, a Jackson restaurant that started GoFundMe. Uh, really? Over the weekend. Really? Uh -huh. Yeah, it's crazy out there. And, and when you're at these restaurants, you assume that everything's fine because you're just eating and they're treating you mm -hmm. nicely. Um, yeah, it's a, str it's a struggle. So I think it's, uh, it's coming up. We should be buying gift cards again for the holiday season for some of these restaurants. Some are doing well, some are not. And um, I guess you could just ask well, people how they're doing. I mean, it's catch-22. Those that are um, you know, busy and popular, um, they, they don't, just don't have enough staff. So, yeah. well, you know, what is it? Why aren't people working? Well, I think adults um, of teenagers and uh, folks that would normally fill a lot of these jobs, or at least some of the jobs, I think uh, parents have more money than they ever had, and I don't think they're requiring their teenage kids to work as much mm -hmm. as they have in the past. You only have you know, once your child's in high school, you only have four summers with them until they graduate. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think there's a lot of that. Yeah, childcare, that's uh, another reason. Childcare. Childcare. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's nationwide starting to hire 15 year olds to work at restaurants. I saw that and yeah. uh, maybe even that's gonna go to 14 year olds mm -hmm. at some point. Minimum wage, not minimum wage, but I did see a sign uh, in California, the McDonald's is hiring the minimum, or their starting salary is almost incredible. But um, you don't see a lot of McDonald's and uh, Wendy's where I work. So. I didn't see you on Facebook yesterday afternoon. No, I tried logging on and uh, it said I had no internet connection. In, uh, international worldwide outage of uh, Facebook for over five hours. Facebook, wow. Instagram, WhatsApp, uh, Oculus, all the Facebook. People even working at Facebook, they couldn't even get into the <laughs> building. <laughs> because they're all connected to Facebook. I know people that use Facebook for everything. Mm -hmm. They use it for their calendar, their photo library, their website, their dating app, everything. So well, if it goes down. Mm -hmm. It could be the next MySpace. Uh, you know, uh, they're under fire. Uh, they're testifying, uh, a whistleblower testifying in Congress today. Uh, their stock dropped 6% uh, yesterday. Uh, it might be, um, it, it might, interest in Facebook might be waning. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we shall see. Do we have any, uh, we don't have any, uh, we don't have any uh, new news yet, but we're going to have some news from upstairs shortly. We uh, have a new addition to the uh, JTV uh, family. That's right. Our family, uh, our JTV family grew by one wait, overnight. Wait, wait. Oh. Do not show the picture until we have the baby's name. We don't know the baby's we name. We don't know the baby's name yet, so okay. we'll wait. But uh, congratulations to uh, Kaylin and uh, Hannah Devine on mm. the birth of their Baby boy. So. Uh, Brandon said the baby's name is Scoreboard. <laughs> okay. Con 
Baby scoreboard. Well, oh, time for the scoreboard. Let's get to our extreme dodge scoreboard. It's a cue. It's a cue. I get it. Thanks, Brandon. I missed you. Let's get to it. Boys soccer, Blissfield 3, Columbia Central 2. Ethan Stewart scored both goals. I bet he had a hard time getting to bed after scoring two goals. That's awesome. CCHS outshot Blissfield 14-13 on senior night. Lenaway Christian 2, Grass Lake 1. Michigan Center 9, Jackson Christian 1. Carter Cosmet had a career night with six goals and an assist. Good Lord. Nicholas Cosmet had a goal and an assist, and Dalen Hinkle scored two goals. How about those Michigan Center cards? I need to get out and watch a Michigan Center uh, soccer game. Girls Golf, D4 at Lenaway Golf Club. Cameron Shannon of Michigan Center shot a one under 71 to lead the Cardinals to a second place finish. One under 71. 71. 71. Are you kidding me? Uh, Lenaway Christian won the event. Michigan Center second. Hanover took third at 4.30, and that will get Hanover Horton into the uh, state meet. So that is exciting for the Comets. Uh, Western at Niles in the D3 Regional. Western won the Regional at Orchard Hills Country Club. Panthers finished with a four-man total of 380. And uh, the D3 final is October 15th at, and 16th at Forest Acres. Jackson finished 10th as a team and their regional at Grossbeck Golf Course. Junior Natalie Kalka qualified for the D2 Finals with an 82. And we have a college commitment. Uh, Alexis Bargesser is headed to IU wow. from Grass Lake. So she, uh, senior Alexis Bargesser announced that she has signed a letter of intent to play basketball at Indiana University. She made the announcement on Facebook following a recent visit to IU. Here she is pictured with her mom and dad. How exciting. How exciting for Big Ten basketball. Big Ten basketball right out of Grass Lake. That's big stuff. And she is a absolute star. So congratulations to the Bargesser family. Big, yeah. big time. It's cool. Awesome. We've got some incredible um, athletes, and I know we're going to hear a lot more about uh, Lexus and also uh, Cameron Shannon. Oh my gosh! You know, she just started playing golf a few years ago, and she's she's maybe she's a prodigy. We'll find out. The next Elaine Crosby. Mm-hmm. Could be yeah. for sure. Elaine didn't start playing. She was in her twenties as well. Yeah, that's true. She was a tennis star that's in Michigan. Right. That's right. Our uh, job of the day from Michigan Department of Corrections, MDOC, is hiring. They have uh, opportunities in virtually every area, and right here in Jackson, get dedicated, reach success, immediate openings, paid training, virtual training options, great pay and benefits, a signing bonus, nurses. RNs, signing bonus, five grand. Five grand. Corrections officers start at eighteen fifty-six an hour. There's teachers, mental health, regular health, food service, you name it. Learn about the benefits and advancement opportunities at MDOC at governmentjobs.com. Also visit JTV.tv job board. Our job of the day. Who's on the show today? Today we have John Denny from Hanover Horton Schools and we have a pro fisherman coming up, Robbie LaFere. John Denny's next. The Pick Center is an independent practice that has provided care to the Jackson area for over 25 years. Doctors O'Neill and Cack supervise antibiotic infusions, as well as those for many other conditions, such as inflammatory bowel, joint and lung disease, anemia, and multiple sclerosis. Our modern facility is open seven days a week, and the infusion staff will make you feel right at home. Let your doctor know you have a choice where you receive your next infusion. Remember, when you've picked us, you've picked the best. Vermula Furniture for your way of living. Hi, I'm Ian Vermeulen. Over this last year, we've realized just how important family and community can be. Our family would like to say thank you. We truly appreciate you. Vermeulens is still here after 96 years because of the support of our amazing family, customers, and community. From all of us at Vermeulen Furniture, thank, thank you. you. Vermeulen Furniture, for your way of living. 
At Consumers Energy, we believe change is imagining. Change is big, small, clean. Him, them, us, you. Together, we can bring clean energy to Michigan and protect the environment for generations to come. Learn about your clean energy choices and how you can become a force of change. Consumersenergy.com slash change. Trick or treat? Forget the trick and just treat yourself this fall. Now through October 31st, when you open a qualifying auto loan or personal loan or refinance from another financial institution, you'll have the chance to win up to $500 on a scratch-off ticket from American One Credit Union. And every scratch-off ticket is a winner. For more information or to apply for an American One loan, visit AmericanOneCU.org. Federally insured by the NCUA. Collins Brothers floor covering in 15 seconds. Flush carpet, pattern carpet, commercial carpet, carpet tile, ceramic tile, porcelain tile, glass tile, decorative tile, floor tile, wall tile, shower tile, subway tile, marble tile, wood tile, vinyl tile, and much more. Collins Brothers downtown. Hey, welcome back to the morning show. Our first guest today is superintendent at Hanover Horton School District, John Denny. Good morning, John. Good morning. Good to see you. Good to see you. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. You should have gone with me. You would have had a wonderful time. You know, I meant to ask you, did anybody recognize you from TV on your trip? <laughs> no. <laughs> no um, I think what we do would get lost out there, believe it or not, in that yeah. big metroplex. So, no, no one recognized me. So how many balls did you lose? None. None. Did you play it safe? Hit no. all irons off tees? And no. No, I did Yeah, it's uh, you really have to um, go off track to get it into those ravines and water. Oh, okay. there, there's some room, and um, we played the North, and that's where they just had the hospitality for the U.S. Open. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a lot of rough. So it was a great time to play. They had just reopened it, so yeah, it was not very difficult. So it was, it was good. We speaking of golf, how about those uh, Comet golfers? That was awesome to see. You know, we really didn't know what to expect. You know, we knew we could be right there on the cusp of being able to do it. And uh, a couple of new golfers uh, joining the team this year that actually kind of led the way. Um, you know, and it was one of those where we had one of our um, golfers, Holly Miller, hit a hole in one um, out at Hills earlier this season. Uh, first time I can remember a <laughs> yeah. high schooler hitting a hole I in know, one. That's crazy. Um, so that was, it's been a, been a good year for him. It'll be uh, cool as a team to experience that yes. uh, state meet, and uh, that's just always good. And I know coaches are always excited to be able to take the kids up there Absolutely. as a team. Yeah, and your cross-country runners, they've been at the, the front of the pack uh, all season long, too. Have some gaps that they had to fill in from last year's graduates, and as Dean's teams have done for years, next one up steps in, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward. It's always a good fall for us. Well, you've had uh, your latest um, Comet Connection uh, Day last week. What is uh, Comet Connection Day? Well, it's actually a new, um, pro new idea that we came up with this year that the uh, counseling staff at the high school and middle school and, um, you know, at the elementary school, the kids are contained in their groups and are able to do a lot of the connection and team building a lot easier. Uh, at the high school, middle school, you start getting into those separate tracks and juggled up schedules. And we realized coming out of COVID that kids really lost the connections to themselves, you know, in their normal social groups as well as to the district and teachers mm -hmm. needed to rebuild. So basically the middle school staff, the sixth graders stayed by themselves, but they mixed up seventh and eighth grade. And at the high school, it was all four grades mixed up. And for two hours, uh, one day last week, they got together in groups of 19 or 20. They did some team building activities, did a um, mental health screener that looked into anxiety, depression, um, other just kind of triggers for us to know what kind of programming we need to offer to the kids mm -hmm. and which ones we needed to reach right out to and um, just really looking to build it back and uh, get the kids connected back and rebuild the community, the sense of community mm -hmm. yeah. that, uh, you know, kids are struggling with everywhere yeah. and the teachers are too. You know, I mean, it was, it's been a long time trying to get back, uh, get us back to normal. Yeah, you said rebuilding the sense of community. I think that's so important, right? Like we lost so many opportunities to get together as a community with uh, COVID. So bringing those back is important. And especially within the, the school, the, the getting the kids together, um, different age ranges, right? It's uh, part, of their, part of their growth. 
and just, you know, getting a chance to interact with somebody that's not, you know, wasn't a member of their bubble group last right. year, you know, yeah. getting to know other kids and, and see what other people are dealing with and, uh, you know, just looking out for each other. So it was a, a positive experience and we're looking to see what we can do throughout the year to kind of add them in and um, just, again, reconnect. Yeah, it was a big thing. So district-wide, you're focusing more on just the academics, obviously, the, the whole child. I mean, I think the, the pandemic brought all of that into focus for, for folks. It's, uh, you know, it's more than just the academic piece, and I know that, that you guys are really focused on that. It is, and, uh, you know, the state launched a new school improvement process in the middle of everything. <laughs> and uh, one of the aspects that we got when we were looking at it is, you know, for years through the old NCA process, it was always students will improve this amount, this percentage on this test. And while that's still something we got to be concerned with is that academic piece, we realized we have a lot of kids that if they're not connected, they're, the effort's not there, which means the scores aren't going to be there. So it's, um, you know, kind of the chicken and egg thing. You know, you gotta, you gotta focus on the academics, but you also gotta worry about the mental health of the kids and just making sure that everybody gets through this and is in a stronger place on the back end of it. Mm -hmm. I was at one of the high schools last week and uh, one of the coaches told me that participation in all, just about every uh, extracurricular activity <laughs> is down since uh, coming mm -hmm. back from the pandemic. Sports, uh, the intramurals, the after school uh, clubs. Um, People, have a, they're having a hard time coming back from the, the pandemic. Are you seeing that at uh, Hanover Horton? I noticed it a lot with, uh, especially spring sports with the upperclassmen, that they lost that sophomore season and junior year or senior year. It was just kind of like, well, you know, I'm out working now. I got a job, um, focusing on this. And they kind of lost that the groove of being an athlete or being involved in some of those activities. And then for a certain amount of time, we couldn't run those activities. And, you know, all of last year, we had 20% of our student body that were online learners. Uh -huh. And when you're online, you're not coming back for a lot. You know, we had some that were athletes that were trying to avoid being quarantined, so they would come back for practice. But, you know, it's definitely one of those trying to, again, just get them to re-engage. Uh -huh. And it's gonna take time. You know, um, but the lower grades seem to be doing pretty well. The, you know, kids are excited to get back, you know, into the youth soccer games and flag football games and stuff like that. So it's, uh, and it's that level of comfort of being able to be together with other people again and just, um, you know, it's going it's to be a process. Yeah, it's a lot of what we are experiencing in terms of damage, it's going to be maybe years before we find out, you know, the total impact on, uh, on everybody from, from this pandemic. Well, and it's one of the, the good things is the fact of kids are resilient. You know, they will be able to build it back. They'll be able to make those new friendships, those new connections, and figure out what the new normal is. Mm -hmm. You know, that for our kids in the lower L, they've yet to have a year that the three of us would count as normal. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, it's, it's amazing. But maybe they think it's normal. Yeah, we're, you know, we're so probably, we're, we, I think as parents maybe, probably think it's maybe more difficult on the kids than it can be sometimes. And I think that's spot on. Because it's more difficult for us <laughs> dealing it with it. Because yeah. so. it's not what we know. Right, exactly, yeah. So we think it's wrong. But no, it's good. It's good. It's good that things are moving back in the right direction and, and getting that participation going. You guys had 53% of your graduating class graduate with above a 3.0 last year. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, we um, and it's one of those where we we push a lot of dual enrollment mm -hmm. and those grades count in there as well. Um, and it's one of those where last year was bit of a down year on some of the scholarship money, but mm -hmm. it was also part of that, just the process. Yeah. And uh, last year's kids, I think it was, there was somewhere at least a half a million dollars, if not a little higher, years past, it'll go over a million dollars for our graduating classes that qualify between our grants and scholarships. And uh, we have a lot of kids that get out there and do the dual enrollment. And, you know, we challenge them. You know, we don't offer a lot of API offerings because it's such a select group that want that particular class. Mm -hmm. So they'll take, you know, JC, Baker, Spring Arbor, 
Um, my son took some from Concordia after he decided to go there, and uh, basically the kids can go anywhere they want to take those classes. And it's not unusual for us to have, you know, one to 200 credits earned by our graduating classes. That's great. That's amazing. John Denny, uh, superintendent at uh, Hanover Horton Schools with us this morning on the morning show. More with John after this. When you open a Michigan-made checking account with True Community Credit Union, you can earn up to 2.25% APY each month based on the activities and relationships you have connected to your account. Open your Michigan-made checking account. Visit TrueCCU.com. Over time, we've seen more and more people frustrated with their dental benefits. They thought that because they had dental insurance, they'd be well taken care of. Well, that's exactly what the insurance companies want you to believe. They figure out a way to collect your premiums while continuing to limit your choice of doctor and your choice of treatment. There's not one company better than the others. They've created an environment where dentists diagnose treatment or recommend care based upon your insurance dollars available. That's not the way people should be treated, and we think there's a better way. We put the interest of you and your family first. We take the time with you to figure out how to get the care you need, whether it's with your insurance or not. We are Dentistry by Design, and our mission is to make excellent dental care a joy. Please call, visit the website, or drop by the office. We'd love to answer any questions you may have. And be sure to ask about our exclusive membership program to help you save on the cost of your dental care. You need a plumber? From leak repairs to new construction. Grimes Plumbing Company, licensed and insured, proudly serves the Jackson area with fast, reliable service. No hot water? Drains clogged? Call Grimes Plumbing today probably serving Jackson County. Your new ride is waiting for you at Avenue Auto. We've been giving Jackson great deals on pre-owned vehicles for 27 years. With 80 or more vehicles on the lot, each with a free warranty, we're your family-owned and operated choice in Jackson. It's the annual HBA of Jackson Home and Garden Show, October 8th through the 10th at the American One Event Center in Jackson. Whether you're planning to build a new home or remodel your existing home, our local pros will be on site all under one roof to help. From the front door to the backyard, you'll find it all at the Jackson Home and Garden Show, presented by the HBA of Jackson and Consumers Energy. Visit jacksonhomeshow.com for more information. With over 90 years of service in the Jackson area, we take every measure to assure you that your project will be beyond your satisfaction. Our experience, ability to do a wide variety of jobs, and our dedication to perfection is what puts us above the competition. We are confident we can help you with any and all of your electrical needs and repairs. Welcome back to the morning show. We're with John Denny, superintendent at Hanover Horton School District. And John, we've just talk, been talking about getting things kind of back to normal. And um, one thing that won't be normal is a new coach on the sideline at the, of the boys basketball team. This will be the first year you walk into the gym in a long, long time where Mort hasn't uh, led the comments. Uh, Andy Birch is taking over. Talk a little bit about uh, that transition. You know, the nice thing is, is Andy knows Chad's system. Um, so he knows, you know, where the expectations of the kids were and the parents know who he is. Uh, you know, it's definitely, I, the first thing I told Andy when he, you know, when I found out he was interested was, don't be Chad. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta be Andy still. Yeah. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be tricky. We've got a lot of longtime fans that, uh, <laughs> you know, have certain expectations and, yeah. you know, it's never, it's never easy to replace a legend. Yeah, for sure. I've always said he's the best basketball coach in the uh, history of the state of Michigan. But yeah, and in, in you know, legends do get replaced, and you do have mm -hmm. to move on. And Andy's going to have a new program, new set of kids. And uh, again, you, like you said, Andy played for Chad, so he does. He he knows uh, the, kind of the hard work and the effort and uh, that goes into it behind the scenes. Definitely. And the thing was too that Andy was on the bench with Chad after college mm -hmm. up until he took on a girls program. So he's, he's, he's ready for it. Yeah. He's ready for the oh. challenge. I wonder if Chad will go to the first game. I asked him and I think he's going to, I think he's going to, he's going to sit he? right behind Andy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if he'll go to the, I, knowing Chad, he probably won't go to the first game. 
My guess is that he and Gary, if they pop in, will try to stay off to the corners and... <laughs> in disguise. Yeah, Gary yeah. and Chad in disguise. We'll go Chad squeeze into the press box in the corner yeah, with we'll, you guys up yeah, there. Yeah, we can host them. Yeah, uh, squeezing in because it's always been uh, packed gyms uh, at your games and you've had to uh, struggle getting kids uh, enough practice time and you've Absolutely. Actually, you're actually adding right now a practice gym. Getting close. Um, getting close there that um, it's been a long process and but we've ended up it's a beautiful building uh, it's going to serve our kids for a lot of years um, we were able to get um, you know through the support oh, wow. of the community there so right there that is not nailed down they actually go in and they lay it out and then they go behind it and they'll nail it into place hmm. uh, they start in the middle and work their way to the edges but that's just about 12,000 square foot of maple Wow. Um, and then we've got the two batting cages in there that'll work for golf, softball, and baseball. Um, and then we got the curtain dividing one of the courts in half so that we can get cheer and wrestling some space to be able to get in and spread out a little bit and uh, not have to spend quite as much time on their um, mats, just moving them in and out. But um, Remember in the late 90s, like if you showed up at a school and they had an auxiliary gym, you thought it was the wealthiest district in the world. And now if you don't have auxiliary gyms, it's like you can't. You can't get things done. Well, and one of the hardest parts is that the, uh, the style of the game has changed to where very few of those gyms built back in the 60s at any of the yeah. Class C and smaller schools could fit more than one full court. Yeah. And, you know, when we did the addition to ours back, you know, late 90s, early 2000s there, where we knocked the stage out and added the bleachers, we've got enough square footage to run two courts, but it's not shaped right. Mm -hmm. And our middle school can only do one full court. So we're excited to get this opportunity to be able to get kids out of there a little bit earlier, start practices earlier. Our youth programs are always struggling to get in. Um, so yeah, this will, be a, this will be a nice addition for us. Yeah, a big difference uh, with this is that uh, surface, that wood floor, that's, uh, that's a step up from a typical uh, auxiliary gym. Yes, for sure. Well, as, as an athlete, I remember you'd go into certain gyms that had the poured court or the tile court or, you know, now they got the plastic sport court. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like you're being relegated to the practice gym. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it plays different. Even if it's a mental thing, it plays different. So this is the same floating wood floor that we have in our other two gyms. Um, same, pretty close to the same dimensions as our other gyms so that when the kids are in there practicing, it'll be the same as practicing in the yeah, it's great. So uh, some of those poured, poured floors and uh, other surface, those are bad for your legs, in my opinion. They're terrible for you. So yeah, you'd have gotten to play on one there back <laughs> yeah. in the day. Yeah, I, I played on them plenty of times, <laughs> and uh, they're terrible for your legs. So great, great decision with the hardwood there. So with this uh, addition, is that the last of the upgrades? Will you be all done? It'll be the. The last of the biggest noticeable projects that we've got going on from our bond, uh, this will pretty well close it out. And then we've got our sinking fund uh, that we've been stashing money away because we knew the bond was, you know, we had more projects to attack than the bond was going to cover. And the board authorized last month to us to look at borrowing money against the new sinking fund so that we can do air conditioning in all the remaining gyms and cafeterias so we can cover all the spaces that the kids are at during the day. Uh, do some parking lot upgrades, do some electrical upgrades, and uh, basically set ourselves up for a good 15, 20 years without having major um, issues. And that's what the advantage of that sinking fund is, is we can address those twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollar projects along the way. John, thanks for uh, being with us this morning, and thanks for uh, all your hospitality out at Hanover throughout the years when we come cover the sporting events. Oh. We always appreciate it. Always welcome. Thank you. John Denny, superintendent at Hanover Horton. Robbie LaFear is next on JTV. Someone once told me that every community needs a strong hospital, a strong college, and a strong bank. County National Bank is that bank. CMB provides outstanding personal banking services and is the bank of choice for several nonprofit organizations that serve our communities. It's an honor to be part of the growth of the communities we serve in Jackson, Hillsdale, Lenaway, and Allen counties. And we're proud to help local businesses expand and succeed. CNB is banking that stays in the community. I knew coming from changing careers 
it was going to be hard for me to get an interview and I think that's the hardest part nowadays is getting your resume in the right hands and out of how many people apply for the same position, why your resume. She put me in front of the right people, which without her there was no way I would be in the position I am today. They're knowledgeable, they know what they're doing, they really know what they're doing. So they're really able to help you. I would not have found it without them. Come join us in downtown Jackson for K105.3's Fall Fest and Chili Classic. Presented by Trips Collision Centers, Saturday, October 16th, an all-day community event. There will be a petting zoo, pony rides, a cornhole tournament, chili from 12 to 3 with over 50 chilies. Arts, crafts, a beer tent, live performances by Kevin Nichols and Jason Cross, fireworks at dusk, October 16th, downtown Jackson. Searching for medical supplies can be a challenging aspect of the healthcare system, but with help from Brown's Advanced Care Medical Supplies, you can set your worries aside. Our expert staff takes the time to give each of our customers the personal attention they deserve and are trained to find the right products for each individual. If you can't come to us, then let our delivery team come to you to help set up your supplies so you can get back to what really matters, living your life. Brown's Advanced Care Medical Supplies, locally owned, locally operated, locally loved. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. It's time to welcome our newest pro athlete to the morning show, Robbie LaFere, pro fisherman. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. So you're you already turned professional. This is something that we didn't expect for a couple of years. Yeah. Tell us how this happened. Yeah. So uh, 21 years old. I uh, I fished the Toyota Series this year, which is kind of Major League Fishing's AAA level tournaments. Okay. Um, just the league underneath the pros. It's how you qualify to get in. Had a successful year this year. Finished fourth in points, which top five qualified for the pro circuit. So, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm happy happy to uh, to be doing it. So what happens? Uh, what happens now? Um, obviously, there's probably a lot that has to happen before. Oh yeah, uh, we'll you be, get to that first. Tournament. We'll be busy for sure. The first tournament's the end of January, so it's a lot of, you know. The Northern Division, which I fished, and so late in the year, our first tournament's in January, so I have to get a lot of, a lot of things in line before then as far as sponsorship-wise, getting the boat ready, truck mm -hmm. ready. It's a lot, of, a lot of hours on the boat, a lot of miles on the truck, so, so yeah. It's a lot of money. Rylan uh, Hamlin and Jack Swihart were here a couple weeks ago, a couple high school kids who are uh, state uh, bass fisher champions. Oh yeah, and they were talking off the air about how many uh, sponsors they have to have because you've got well, there's the travel, there's the boat. Oh yeah, that's not yep. even the new boat you're gonna get, is it? You're gonna have <laughs> no. to get a new boat, right? Yep, yep, uh, new nitro this yeah. year. So, so yeah, um, no, that's uh, you know, high school fishing is expensive, and this is this is a whole nother level. Is that so. what got? What, how, how, talk to us about kind of how you got into fishing and then you know when you decided um, I want to do this for the rest of my life yeah yeah so my grandparents uh, have a lake cottage on Lake Columbia and we uh, we always fished we weren't you know a real big fishing family but we always fished off the dock and off pontoons and whatnot look at the side oh there's a weaver did you catch yep. those for him and then hand no, them over he, to him? you know he caught him he <laughs> caught him <laughs> but uh, but yeah in high school my junior year of high school is when I said I probably really got a love for fishing. Just we started Lumen Christie's fishing team. Mm -hmm. uh, it was my junior year. We had a bunch of help from some really great guys that really stepped up. We used their boats. They put a lot of time, time and effort in to to get us kids on the water that didn't have boats mm -hmm. or weren't real big into fishing. Um, but yeah, I would say my junior year is when I really, really got a love for fishing. Because of our area with all the lakes, is it uh, does that make it easier for someone like you to get into the 
the sport? Absolutely. Our, our lakes around here are so diverse, which I think really helps, uh, helps you learn and learn quicker. We, uh, we have so many lakes around here and every lake's so different. We've got lakes that are shallow, dirty water, and then you can drive 10 miles down the road and go to a lake that you can see 15 foot down in clear water. So our, our lakes are real, real diverse, real different, which, uh, which helps you learn. Now, uh, talk about some of these lakes that you're fishing. These are huge, huge lakes. Yep. Spend a lot yep. of time out there by yourself. How do you, how oh, do you manage? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, all the, the, the big tournaments go to massive bodies of water. Yeah. So, uh, so that's the biggest challenge is breaking those big bodies of water down, especially if you've never been there before. But, uh, but uh, the electronics are so good in fishing now. Um, Hummingbird electronics with their side imaging, mega 360 you can pretty much go to a new body of water do some studying before look at a map i spend a lot of time idling around on new lakes which just reading structure finding fish mm -hmm. you know it's fishing's technology's come yeah. a long way in fishing the last couple of years must be hard for someone uh just 21 to compete against people who have been doing it for decades with a lot yep. of familiarity on those lakes that Absolutely. you're fishing. How, how do you compete? Yep, so that that's the hardest part, especially at the next level that I'm that I'm gonna be doing is we have limited practice time. We only have two days of practice to go to these 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 big bodies of water. That's that's gonna be the hardest part. But sometimes if you know the lake going into it, it, it can be a disadvantage. You know, sometimes going there with a clear mind never seeing the body of water you don't get stuck fishing spots or areas that you've been to in the past you know you kind of just look at the water and go from there which which can can be a good thing sometimes i've always wanted to be a professional fisherman <laughs> i brought a picture of a fish i caught awesome. why don't you tell me if i'm holding mm -hmm. it right am i holding that right heck yeah absolutely <laughs> that's a large mouth that is a large not a mouth. bad one and that's a dock fish nice i'm nice. a dock fisherman oh yeah anything. oh yeah Yep, I love I love skipping boat docks. One of my well, ways to catch fish. Turns out I'm oh, also. Oh, there you go. That was a little bigger. It's a stock pond. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that one's a little bigger. <laughs> it's not a stock pond. It's a development stocked pond. <laughs> it's still hard to fish. Yeah. Uh, there you but, go. Yeah, there's a whole collection of them. Nice. I even nice. named them. They were so, I was so proud of them. <laughs> there you go. That's funny. What's, What's the biggest uh, you've caught? Biggest largemouth I caught, six pounds, 10 ounces. Um, caught that in Alabama on Pickwick Lake. Wow. So, see, so yeah, um, our, our, our largemouth around here just don't, yeah. with the winters, they just don't get as big as they mm -hmm. do down south. What's the know? trick to, uh, to getting the fish into the boat after? <laughs> I watched one of your videos. Oh, and yeah. And I almost had a panic attack watching it. <laughs> It's it's difficult to get those fish in the boat. Yeah, it can be, you know, but it's a, it's a lot of every lure's got its own rod, its own line size, you know. There's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot a lot more than what people think, yeah. you know, than just tying a bait on and of throwing course. it. So, so yeah. So, best fishing has a season, and I was yep. surprised when you said January. I didn't picture you'd be out, out on a lake in January. In Texas, that's oh, our okay. first first tournament. Um, we're going anywhere from Texas to Florida to New York and pretty much everywhere in between. So, it's, it's like I said, it's a lot of travel, a lot of miles on the truck. So, what sure. do you need? Um, what... Uh what what can help you get going? You looking for sponsors? Yeah, um, my title sponsor this year is going to be Auto Owners Insurance, and they've uh, they've been my title sponsor for the last couple years, and I'm really grateful for them. But mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, um, just looking for for sponsors. We don't have a ton of time to like I said. I just found out two weeks <laughs> ago that I'm going to be doing this in our first tournament's the end of January. So, but luckily. At this level, it opens up a few more doors mm -hmm. as far as in the industry sponsors, you know, boats, motors, yeah. you know, kind of fishing equipment. So luckily that helps there. But now it's, you know, I'm still just trying to trying to grind away at yeah. the, the sponsorship. Where can people uh, kind of follow you and follow your results? Yeah, um, you can probably the best way is my Instagram page. It's just ro or rlafeer underscore fishing. Um, I just started a, like a YouTube deal a couple months mm -hmm. ago that... Uh, that we're working at, and that's just Robbie Lafeer fishing. Cool. So, so yeah, you can follow along on there. 
Now, is, uh, is it a team sport or are you part of a team nope. now? Nope, so this is all individual. Um, a lot of the high school, college stuff's uh, team deal, and then once you kind of get up, up into this level, it's all, all individual, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, you've got, besides uh, auto owners, there's uh, Kelly Express. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, you've got yep. Pioneer Foundry. Yep. Uh, yep, this, this, this is my jersey from the last couple years, and these are just, you know, when I started out, it was awesome, the support that I got from the community, mm -hmm. the, just the small sponsors here, there, especially when I just graduated high school, was trying to work my way up the ladder at this, and I, uh, I just want to thank everyone that, that helped me out before you know yeah. it's i definitely couldn't couldn't do it without sponsors or all the help from the community that i've gotten yeah i remember when uh the bass fishing team got started you really have to have people yep. in the community and parents who put their head down and, and want to get these things yeah. done for <clears throat> for their kids and help people out absolutely so, absolutely yeah it's awesome i remember you were on my show in the yep. afternoon a few yep. years ago you can yep. barely see over the table <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny um i was gonna ask what do you pack uh, for uh, snacks and drinks on those long boat days because you're snacks out there forever, drinks. right? Yeah, yeah, it depends if it's a tournament day or practice day. Practice day, I bring a cooler, you know, put some lunch meat, sandwiches, yeah. Gatorade, whatever. Tournament, just a bottle of water and yeah. I go with it. Yep, I don't stop to eat during really? the Really? Wow. No. Well, Andrew's uh, interested in knowing because we left a whole cooler of food and provisions <laughs> on the dock when we spent a day on Lake Erie. Oh, uh, yeah. And it oh, was yeah. a bad day. Yeah, we left Ooh. the cooler right on the dock. Yeah, yeah, we watched it. We waved at it as we drove <laughs> off. Stupid. Hopefully it was there when you guys got back. It, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. So um, you'll be doing a lot of travel. Do you have to have uh, backup boats, backup trucks? What's it? Is that down the line here, Robbie? Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. this is my first year. That would be great, yeah. but, you know, not, uh, not for me the first couple years. But... A lot of guys do, and a lot of guys just carry backup parts in their sure. truck, whether it's trolling motors, electronics, you know, there's, a backup boat would be hard. You'd almost have to have a guy, you know, yeah. tow it with you. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely spare, spare pretty much everything yeah. would be nice. So who in your family is the, the inspiration for fishing? You mentioned you've got several uh, people that uh, have gotten you into it. But yeah. You know, I didn't grow up really in a fishing family. We played hockey growing up. That was our sport, you know. But uh, like I said, in high school, I really just kind of found a love for it. It was kind of just I'm on my own, you know, just whether it was fishing the pond in the back of my neighborhood or Skiff Lake with Chad Kennedy. You know, I, I spent a lot of time in high school out there just fishing. And like I said, my grandparents on Lake Columbia, it wasn't really... You know, my dad wasn't a big fisherman, um, but, uh, but yeah, I've got, I mean, my, my, my family supports me, you know, to, to the max and I appreciate them. So, uh, so yeah. Well, we'll look forward to following uh, your professional you. career. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Robbie. Thanks. Robbie LeFayer, professional bass fisherman with us on the morning show. We continue after this. Just imagine how long your retirement will be. 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? Do you have enough saved? Can your retirement portfolio survive a stock market downturn? So many times I hear, I wish I would have talked to you sooner. I am Brian Smith with Summit Wealth Advisors and I'm here to answer your questions. If you're looking for a high quality, affordable alternative to the emergency room, then come to IEP Urgent Care's new location in Jackson. It's the same great ER physicians who have been providing care through our local hospitals since 2008, but now with a new location to serve you better. Our ER trained providers believe high quality care is for everyone, so we work with all insurances, including Medicaid and Medicare. Come see us on East Michigan Ave. For over 35 years, Nostalgia Inc. has been Jackson's home for all things comics, graphic novels, and games. Whether it's Spider-Man, Batman, X-Men, The Walking Dead, or even Stranger Things and Star Wars, Nostalgia's friendly staff has decades of experience and can find the perfect gift for that fanatic in your life. With the largest selection and inventory of the latest comics, 
you're always sure to find something new and different at Nostalgia. Looking for something from years back? Our backstock selection can't be beat, and don't forget to ask about our subscription service so you never miss an issue. Into Magic the Gathering, D&D, Pokemon, or Tabletops? We've got everything you could ever need. Whether you're starting a new hobby, a seasoned collector, or just shopping for that superhero in your life, Nostalgia Inc. is the place for you. Nostalgia Inc. on Mechanic Street in downtown Jackson. Michigan Center Schools are always improving. Our facilities and curriculum are constantly updated, but our commitment to community means much more is being done. We invest in one-on-one -on -one help for struggling readers and practice a nurtured heart approach to student interaction because every student can succeed. We teach students what it means to invest in people and help them to become the leaders they were meant to be. Michigan Center Schools, where success begins. show on JTV. Hey, I heard Brandon had a crazy story at a wedding. Uh, it didn't involve drinking, but this story does. Have you heard this story? I'm afraid I did. This is yes. crazy. A man was searching for himself in a search party. A man, drunk man who had been reported missing, spent hours with a search party looking for himself. <laughs> and what? not until someone called his name did he realize they were looking for him? <laughs> Bayhan Mutlu. Jeez, oh so Has anyone seen Bayhan Mutlu? Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, how the hell did he even get in there? <laughs> so, wow. so ridiculous. Um, well, Brandon told me he got trapped in a stairwell uh, over the weekend, and that, that gave me a little yes, anxiety. Yes, Brandon got trapped in Jackson County <laughs> Tower Building. Stairwell, which um, actually uh, happened to me two days before. It did, yeah. Yes, yeah. it's happened to both of it's us One of my in biggest fears is getting trapped yeah. in a building in downtown Jackson. But in our defense, if you have a fire exit that leads to a stairwell, you shouldn't have locked doors at any point in did the- Did you try uh, pushing the fire exit? I did. Yeah. You, you did? Yeah. Yeah, you would you risked the alarm. I would have, yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah, I would have. I would have got at you. Well, earlier we mentioned uh, Kaylin and Hannah Devine. Kaylin, uh, producer here at JTV, uh, yesterday said, oh, I can't come to work. Hannah's going into labor. And sure enough, at about 4.30 this morning, baby Devine was born. And he, we have no stats or We don't name. have the numbers yet. No. no. But Kaylin no. looks, look at him. He looks, uh, him and his wife, Hannah, they look uh, yeah. happy as can be. Happy, but they, they look like they've been through the mill. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, it's a long day. It's a full day, and then, <laughs> and then you have to figure out how to do it all, right? It's you know you have the baby, the hospital, the people right. are there, and then all of a sudden you're like, all right, see ya, and then you figure out how to be a parent on your own. So mm -hmm. don't ask uh, any advice. You got to figure it out on your own. <laughs> There's no book, by the way. There's no book. No. Well, it's uh, October. When you left, it was September. It's October. That's so cool. And, of course, Halloween, pumpkin spice season, um, candy corn season. Now, people are either uh, candy corn lovers or candy corn haters. What, what about you? I love, but I don't like the candy pumpkins, just the candy corn. I saw you eating candy corn at the fall festival at Arbor Manor. You did? Yes. You ate a whole dish of them. I was hoping no one would see According it. to Brock's, did you know Brock's makes 95% of the candy corn in the United States? Really? They have the monopoly on candy corn. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, they make it all. And Michigan is in the top five of uh, candy corn purchasers. That's why we're on that orange in the uh, heat map. Also Florida, Texas. It looks uh, like it's almost based on population. Well, that's, you know, <laughs> it does. <laughs> candy corn uh, sales are um, in the uh, states with the highest population. But yes. <laughs> Wisconsin, um, Vermont—they don't like—they don't like it. So we didn't—we grew up with candy corn, but we weren't—we weren't buying it like crazy. Yeah, so. I like it though. Yeah. So I like it. Hey, that's it for today's show. Join us tomorrow. We'll have Deborah Kabitsky, Nancy Peters Lewis, and Brian Green all on the morning show later today on Bart Show. We'll have Matt Aubin, Scott McNeil, Joel Shaner, and. Sierra Jones. That's it for today. We'll see you tomorrow.